Hi, I'm David Stoker, and I want to welcome you to the Better Life and Recovery hashtag Hope Dealer Movement podcast. As a visible and vocal member of the recovery community since 2009, I'm frequently asked questions and for advice from people all the time. Some are curious, some are still using, some are in recovery, and some people just care about somebody who's currently struggling with a hurt habit or hangout. If people in my community have those questions, I guarantee that people everywhere are looking for answers as well. We started this podcast to give you answers and support because not only is recovery real, it is amazing. Hope you enjoy the show. So today I have Josh with me. Yo, yeah, yeah. Josh, a quick intro. My name is Josh Lean and I am the peer engagement coordinator here at Better Life and Recovery with Springfield Recovery Community Center. I'm also the Well Aurora campus minister and I am professional not really professionally, I think. I'm just here. Okay. And your girlfriend broke her ankle last night. She, she did. I was going to say professional bike rider because she broke her ankle riding her bike last night. Not motorcycle, bicycle. <laughs> she did. Anyway, I don't know if she listens to these podcasts, but I'm assuming she does. And when she hears this. Well, we hope you get to feeling better, bro. Yeah. Um, I know it sucks, especially in the middle of all this. Yeah. You know. I know. Um, hopefully this will be over by the time she, after surgery. Because yeah. I guess. Said she broke her ankle in like three places, and then I, I got a text from her a minute ago saying that um, she has a doctor's appointment on Friday to get it casted up. So it sounds like maybe she doesn't have to go under the knife, which is a, a positive thing. That is good. Yeah. So um, today we're going to be talking about something. Um, I posted something a, on Facebook, and I kind of want to cover it, maybe even point by point. You think? Yeah, I got it. I'm ready. Um, Josh got it in front of him. I got it in front of me. So. Basically, I know that there is a lot of confusion. Mm-hmm. And that there are a lot of people saying all kinds of different things about the coronavirus, COVID-19, whatever right. you want to call it, um, including that it stands for like Chinese something, something. Where did I like see that? Like where COVID actually stands for something and it's the 19th <laughs> disease to come. That is not at all what it stands for. Uh-uh. Um, the problem, I think, it, we'll get into in this is, uh, but honestly, everybody's an expert. Yeah. And I will tell you right now, me and Josh are going to cover this as complete layman. Yeah. Uh, I am an expert at very few things. Um, My recovery, I'm an expert on. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I'm pretty good at being a recovery coach. Yep, I agree. And uh, I'm really good at alienating people and losing friends. I mean, those are kind (laughs) of, that's my core, my foundation. Yes, and you know, my nickname is truly Google Master because I am so good with Google. That, that is my expertise. And the problem, though, is even on Google, if I Google something, it may or may not be true. It's on the internet. It has to be true. Uh, I, I, have you ever uh, seen that Abraham Lincoln quote? That he created the internet? Or? Uh, no, not everything you read on the internet yeah, is true. true. <laughs> it's probably my favorite Abraham Lincoln uh, It quote. is, right? And I know it's true because I saw it on the internet. Exactly. Four score and www dot years ago. <laughs> so, so for starters, I've heard this comparison between uh, shelter in place, quarantine, and jailer prison. Mm, yeah. And I've every time I hear somebody say that, it lets me know one thing off top. Right. That person has never been to jail or prison. Yeah, they've never had to double up mattresses in a prison cell. They don't know that. <laughs> uh, I don't know about you. Have you been to 
You've been to jail. You haven't been to I've been to jail, Adam. and I got to spend a little time in Tent City. You know, the, cl- the classic spot out oh, there in Arizona. in Arizona. Oh, it was so good. Oh, my gosh. I've heard such horrible things Oh, it was, it was awesome having an, uh, the bedtime stories read to us at the end of the night by Sheriff Joe Arpaio on the big screen and, and your pink underwear and pink jumpsuit. And just, you read you nighttime stories? Just a demenia. Yeah, it was rough, man. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Probably hot. a little frou-frou-frilly stories. Yes. Yeah, hot and just... Well, I'm, I mean, there's people that died from... Dehydration yeah, in yeah. Tent City. City. Yeah, it's crazy. That we're going through detox. Yep, I mean, absolutely. What's Sheriff Joe Arapaho or yeah, Arpaio. Arpaio. Oh, yeah, he's not. You know, <laughs> he's not there anymore. In fact, the very last time I got in trouble, um, they were shutting Tent City down the day that I got went to jail, so I didn't have to go to Tent City the second time. Well, that's good. Yeah, I've heard yeah. horror stories. So yeah. yeah, what I looked at is just a couple comparisons. Uh-huh. Like uh, in jail, there's lights out. Mm-hmm. And basically what that means is they shut your lights out. You don't have control over your lights. Right. At home, guess what? Yeah. I have complete control over whether I shut my lights on or off. In fact, you know what? I can tell Alexa to turn my lights on and she does it for me. <gasps> no way. Yeah, that's how I'm rolling. Dude, that's intense. <laughs> like I was not, intense. Not, not like Arizona <laughs> intense. Uh-huh. Not two different words, but one word. <laughs> like not in... in- Tense, but intense. intense. Got it. Yeah. Following it. Completely yes. different style. Yeah, absolutely. This stuff's so confusing for my seven-year-old. <laughs> um, uh, can you open and close your own doors and windows? Right? I can. Um, I've never in a cell or even a bay in prison because when I went to prison, I, uh-huh. I was that short time. I did like 16 months in Boone. Uh-huh. Um, we were in open bays. Uh-huh. And I could not open my window. And when right. I was in jail, a couple of the county jails, there wasn't windows. Right, right. There and was... once where there was, you never had that ability. Yeah. At Tent City, it was all window. And rack open, <laughs> rack close. Right. That means they're opening and closing. Yeah, you know? uh-huh. Uh, when you watch movies, they don't say open cell 12B <laughs> because they can open it themselves. Uh-huh. It's because somebody else has control. Yeah. Um, how about your refrigerator when you were in Tent City? Tell me about that. Um, it looked, like a mini fridge, at least, right? Yeah, our mini fridge well, well, was non-existent. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> so you had a big one. Yes, we had a big deep Full freeze size. Sub-Zero. It was <laughs> awesome. It even had a little ice. <laughs> oh, it was, oh my gosh, so it was so amazing. good. No, it, get, it fed us directly from Sonic. Gave us Sonic ice. It was the best. Oh, right? man, I, if I could have a Sonic ice maker, oh man. I'd probably be a little happier being uh, sheltered, sheltered in place. place. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, so you don't have a refrigerator. You don't no. have a freezer. You, you eat what don't. they tell you you're going to eat. Right. Unless you have money for commissary. Yeah. And then you may have to defend your commissary yeah, because right. somebody may want to come take your little Debbie's. Yeah, absolutely, because they're working on the spread that evening and they need what you have. They want your pickle. Give me your pickle and your pickle juice. Dude, you know what? I need to be able to make this tuna roll, <laughs> this ramen pizza, and, and uh, I need what you have to do it. Right. In fact, a lot of times you team up with people yeah. to make your you know, A big old trash bag. And Oh. Yeah. Nobody could see what I did right there. <laughs> they heard the sound effects, and that's really all that matters. Um, how about Netflix Prime? I mean, they didn't have those when I was in. Uh huh. Um, we did have TVs. We did, and it's funny. I remember I tell the story all the time. But I don't know how many fights I see in because people would fight over wanting to watch Teen Titans over anything else. They, some, I guess it's some cartoon. I don't know exactly what it was about, but they fought. All the time. No, I said Teen Titans, and so for me in Boonville, we actually had a. I think it was Showtime. Oh wow! Oh yeah, Emmanuel at night, and yeah. it was horrible because of the things that went on around you. Yes. And all the <laughs> um, if you could remove yourself from your uh, bunker, you would get in trouble. So, uh, how about taking baths? 
Do you remember taking any baths in prison ever or jail? No. I mean, you might get a shower. You guys, and then they're going to tell you sometimes when you, you can, can take, take it, it or between these hours and these exactly. hours. Exactly, yeah. And then you wear shower shoes because of stuff people have done in the showers. Yes. I mean, it's disgusting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so let's see. Um, turning on lights when you want to. Opening up, closing doors and windows mm-hmm. when you want to. By yourself. Yes. Uh, having a fridge yes. or a freezer. Yes. And being able to eat whatever you want to, whenever you want to. Um, watching TV anytime you want to, whatever you want mm-hmm. to. Um, and being able to take baths. If you answered yes to any of those, then your quarantine, your shelter in place is nothing at all like jail, prison. And unless you're in the Philippines, um, I can even walk outside without a mask and I'm not going to get shot. (laughs) Jail, I walk outside, don't comply, I'm going to get tasered, beanbagged, and possibly shot. Yeah, exactly. Or all three. So, that said, does sheltering in place and quarantining suck? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's some parts is really it's it's just so different. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, for some people this is heaven. Uh-huh. You know, all of my uh introverts out there. Uh-huh. You know what? This is like I'm pretty introverted, but what I've realized is as much as I need to be away from people to recharge my batteries, I think I have another side that mm. charges from being around people. Mm. So as much as I've kind of enjoyed this. I felt myself getting more and more drained the less I've been around people. Right, that's what you were telling me the other day. Like you're like, because you're great in front of groups, and then you're like, like I always need that time to get back and recharge. And so you've had that recharge time. Is you're ready to speak in front of people again? Yeah. So, so yes. Right now, it, for some people, it's really scary. And with what I just went through, what we just went through and talked about, uh-huh. kind of joking about, I don't ever want to. Uh, I wouldn't ever want to minimize. How difficult this is for some people. Especially, right. I mean, man, if you got extrovert friends, man, uh-huh. check on them. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, they need people. And right now, they may not be getting that at all. And that can cause their depressions to kick in. Yeah, 100% yeah. agreed. 100% agreed. So as bad as it is, uh-huh. and for a lot of people, this is bad. And we'll get it more uh-huh. into that in uh, our second point. Um, it's not at all like jail or prison. It isn't. It's really It's not, not worth even being compared. So... Um, we also, I, I've been noticing all these fights between uh, everybody needs to shelter in place versus mm. the, the government can't tell me what to do, uh-huh. this is unconstitutional, versus uh, I've got to work, mm-hmm. um, I can't not work because I'm going to support my family. Mm-hmm. And, and there's arguments for all of those, yeah. right? Um, I think all of those are valid points mm-hmm. in one way or another. Right, uh, right. I'm not a constitutionalist, so right. I may have trouble explaining some of them, mm-hmm. but I can go through a couple of them, right? Like, everybody should shelter in place. I think that that thought in right. and of itself can be really smart. Uh-huh. Um, obviously, I mean, man, it would be great if we could shelter in place every time something that's communicable came out right. that was easily spread. Right. You know, um, because I would hate to think that me going out infected and not knowing it, I gave it to somebody who gave it to somebody who right. died. Right. Yeah, no doubt. You know. They say the r not is like two or three. It's like 2.5, I think, which means... Um, for if I go out, I infect two and a half people. They infect two and a half people. They infect two and a wow. half. Wow! Talk about Amway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I've learned what R not is, kind of. Yeah. And that's basically the communicability. Yeah. Never heard uh, that word. Uh, yeah, it's basically an R with a zero. Huh. Yeah. I don't get math like that. I get like <laughs> one plus one. Right. I'm like, that's not math. There's no. an R right that there. That don't make no <laughs> sense. I'm trying to sound it out here. Math, math. <laughs> I mean, come on. 
Why is that oh so low? <laughs> but yeah, so absolutely. I mean, I don't uh-huh. know about you. Over the last couple of years, I have lost more people than I would care to lose. In fact, let's not forget, mm-hmm. you know, you were just, you talked to me earlier and you said that uh, one of the places here in town, one of the shelters, yeah. has had two overdose deaths in the last week. Last week, yeah, there was one on... Uh, what is it? There was one Monday night and Tuesday morning. Yeah. And uh, it's tough, man, because I knew both of these guys personally, you know, and it's, it never gets easy, you know, I have to have to have to hear about that. And uh, I think that, that this pandemic turned into them uh, it being a, um, an excuse for, for some of that stuff that was already inside of them. Well, you know, um, well, I think we will actually get into that here in a little bit too, in one of the points, but but yeah, I definitely do think this is causing some people more anxiety, more depression, mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. feelings of hopelessness. And yeah. for some of us who have substance use disorders or mental health diagnoses, whatever we feel that, we want to never escape, escape. It. Yeah. Yep. And I've noticed that on our Zoom calls that we've been doing, you know, lots of people thankfully are very open and they want to talk about this and they're, and they're talking about their struggles so that we can reach out to them if, if it's necessary. Or, you know, they're telling us, you know, some of this isolation has been good for me. I've done some self-reflection. I've worked on my self-help and some of the stuff. So it's been right. good having them, the Zoom calls, which is just a whole new animal, you know, but, um, but, but I have noticed that some as people are saying that they feel that need to want to escape or numb because, um, because of the stress, you know, the stress, you know, causes that stuff to rise up in us. Um, on the other hand, there's people who are worried about whether or not they're going to be able to feed their families. Right. They're worried about whether or not they're going to be able to keep a roof over their head. Mm-hmm. And it's really easy for me or somebody else that maybe has some money in the bank or has right. a job they're still getting paid mm-hmm. through um, to say, well, you know, there's government programs that are going to cover uh-huh. that. But I, I've learned one thing about uh, federal programs over the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them is a lot of times it's not the easiest thing to get into. Right. Um, I can remember going with people when I was a community support specialist to help them fill out like uh, unemployment papers, to sure. help them fill out for food stamps, mm-hmm. TANF, uh, WIC, things like that. And I mean, it almost takes a college degree. In fact, I had a college degree. <laughs> I would look at it sometimes like, 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 I don't know what the heck's going on Which box do I check? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I definitely uh, see that being a problem. I also know that even though they say that there's all this unemployment money out there, Uh uh, I don't think the the process is in place in a lot of places. Yeah, and I'm not sure. I know that some people I've talked to about trying to apply for unemployment, and I'm not sure on that process. I mean, thankful, like you said, that some of us have been able to stay employed and – such a blessing, but you're right. You know, what, what do you do when you're faced with that situation that I need to feed my family or, or I need to be in the shelter in place. And I totally understand, um, where those people are coming from. Yeah. Um, it's April 8th. People mm-hmm. just had their rent due and I know people that are getting evicted as we speak, even though you're not supposed to be able to get evicted right now. Yeah. You know, um, who's paying the money to the people that own the houses and apartments that aren't getting paid yeah. that need that money to pay all their bills and to pay off their Mm-hmm. You know, uh, say they have loans and mortgages and everything sure. else on these houses. How are they going to pay that if they're letting people stay in their houses for free? Mm-hmm. You know, um, I've seen this huge movement to use hotels to house homeless people. And everybody's yeah. like, why don't you do that? Uh-huh. And then there's the other side that's like, well, if you want to house them so bad, why don't you let them move into your house? Uh-huh. You care <laughs> right. about them so much. Uh, yeah. And there's probably accuracy on both sides. Right, right. Um, it's really easy for me to tell somebody else what to do with their business and their money. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a lot harder for me to do that myself. Right. 
you know, um, as somebody who has a nonprofit and mm-hmm. who has tried to figure out ways that I can continue to pay the mm-hmm. couple employees that we have, uh, you know, like I said, we're kind of blessed in that, yeah. but that we've been able to do that. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of places that can't. And how dare we look at another business and tell them, well, this is what you need to do because I don't know what their finances look like. Right. Absolutely not. And I, I think that it, it, you know, for me, where, where my faith is, you know, you know, like a statement is like to love your neighbor as yourself and what that looks like, you know, in, in a season like this, this is where that where the, the rubber really meets the road when it's talking about loving your neighbor as yourself. Well, I know you guys have been doing a lot of uh, food giveaways and you yeah. guys, like you had one today in Aurora yep. at your, the church that you're the pastor of. Mm-hmm. And you said it started at nine. What time did you guys run out of food? <laughs> like at 845, which is, I mean, it's, it, we laugh about it, but I mean, I get there to set up and I'm telling you, there was a line down the block, you know? And so you know that the need is there and, and we're trying to fill it the best we can, you know, and to love our neighbor as ourself. And, but I think that if we, each one of us took that mentality up, uh, I truly believe that we could, uh, we could really make a true difference, a big difference, an impact. So, no, I'm, it was, we're good. Okay. I'm just, I'm messing with the mic. So if you guys hear some feedback on that, a little, <laughs> that was me kind of moving the mic. I, I'm not, still not good at podcasts. We're about 25 in, I think, 25, 30, something like that. And I'm, most, half of those have been by myself. So I'm still trying to get used to doing it with other people and adjusting the sound. But yeah, so, I mean, we're trying to show love and grace to other people and mm-hmm. we're trying to help other people, but we also have to make sure that we're helping ourselves and make, taking care of our families too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it's really easy though to look at people and go, well, they can just use that. I remember uh, seeing a video of Arnold Schwarzenegger um, and he is smoking a cigar. Mm. Uh, in fact, we'll get to this in the next point. Okay, Never let's mind. do it. I do know where um, you're going with that too. So also, uh, I know a single mom. Yeah, I heard you got so- screamed at in a Walmart because she had multiple kids with her. And these are, I think all of her kids are under the age of 10. And uh-huh. she has three kids. Right. Um, her husband died less than a year ago. Uh-huh. And she's already going through all this grief from losing her husband, not knowing how she's going to make it through each day. Uh-huh. And now she has to worry because she got sent home from her job. Her job's shut down. Uh-huh. She's got to worry how she's going to continue to feed her kids. And now people are screaming at her because she's not going all by herself when she doesn't have the support system here. To have somebody to watch her kids. To have somebody to watch her kids, especially since most of her support system's in Springfield. She lives in a smaller town outside of Springfield. She goes to a Walmart that's in the town she lives in where she doesn't have even like a church family and work family that might be able to help her. Uh, So, you know, man, she's wondering if she can keep her family alive. Yeah. She's wondering if she can keep a roof over her family's head. Yeah. Um, she's wondering wondering if she's even going to have a job to go back to. And right. these are valid, real fears. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I don't think that it's right. Um, she's not going into Walmart because she's trying to kill everybody there. No. Right? Um, she's doing what she has to do. And, yeah. you know, other people are like, well, you can just call up, you know, and use one of the pickup where you pick up and she's like, there hasn't been a slot available for yeah. several days for that. Right. And I can't afford to pay the extra money to get it delivered to my house. Yeah. I, I, so. And I get that. You totally, know what? Man. It's all valid fears. Yeah. Uh-huh. Going outside and possibly spreading, sharing COVID-19 if you have it and you don't know because you're asymptomatic. Uh-huh. Is that a valid fear? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely it is. Um, thinking I have to go to work because if I don't go to work, I'm going to lose my house and I don't know where me and my family are going to stay. Is that a valid fear? Valid fear. Valid fear. You know what? Something I've seen posted several times. Have you, do you know anybody that's been infected? 
by COVID-19 has it had it um I know two people that have died and four people in ICU one of those people is a 22 year old kid mm-hmm. um I read today that that actually coded but I read today he's on 60 percent vent whatever that means mm-hmm. which is down from where he was so it seems like maybe he's getting better yeah. um I know one of my wife's uh one of the people she went to Vietnam with uh Actually, they had to fly from Springfield to St. Louis because they needed the specialist because we don't have the specialist here uh-huh. that can help him as greatly uh, impacted as his lungs have been because of this. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I have I have close friends in Phoenix that have that have have it. You know, it, it is a situation I, like the people that I know. And it's funny because I think we were talking about it the other day. How many people, have, you know, that have died from the the flu you know and it's just 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 a very unique situation yeah in the last decade i can't think of anybody i know Uh or am related to that's died from the flu yeah i can't even think of anybody that's had to be admitted into the icu me neither in fact i've had the flu probably my immune system sucks Uh uh-huh ask my wife about it she'll tell you all about it (laughs) yeah um and I used to work at a play at a uh, residential facility that also had a childcare. Mm-hmm. Um, and the amount of times I got sick, I mean, mm-hmm. I probably in the last since I got sober eleven years ago, I probably had the flu half a dozen times. Yeah, me too. I've never once been hospitalized. No, nope, me neither. Never, no. never even worried about it. Yeah, uh-uh. you know, I might have felt like I was going to die, but I was <laughs> at no risk. Right. I had that whole man flu thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know? Oh, yes, honey, so- I'm dying. Oh my gosh. You know, uh-huh. I have a hundred and three temperature. I'm writing out a new will. <laughs> yeah, um, that's so true. My daughter. At uh-huh. the same time, a week before I had 103 temperature last winter, she had 103 temp. Uh-huh. She was wanting to go outside and play, bouncing off the walls. <laughs> I'm laying in bed telling my oh, wife, I need an attorney to fill out a will. I need to make sure you guys get everything. Oh. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's legit. Uh-huh. It is. Um, next point. Why don't you hit that next point? Or three, right? Say it emphatically. Yeah. Stop telling people to calm down. In fact, maybe stop telling people what to do. Period. There you go. I love it. Boom. Um, You know, we say that uh, hope comes from two things. Do you remember? Opportunity for... You need two things. You need the opportunity and ability. Yes. Yes. If I have the ability and the opportunity, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Because some people may have the opportunity, but they don't have... The know-how. Right. The ability, right. Right. Which is why we have recovery coaches. Mm-hmm. Because I can say, hey, you know what? I'm going to help you through mm-hmm. this so that you can have this opportunity. Mm-hmm. Other people may have the ability, but they don't know that there are opportunities out there. Or mm-hmm. maybe if you live in, especially like rural places, right. you may not have those opportunities that a lot of people have. And that's why stop telling people what to do because they may not have the same opportunities. That brings me back to Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Look at that. Tie it right in. Yeah. So... So uh, a couple weeks ago, he released a video smoking a big old cigar, which uh, probably costs as much as my hospital bill right? Um, for getting my uh, uh, my Achilles repaired, uh-huh. uh, in his hot tub at his mansion saying, people, you really need to listen to what they're saying and stay home. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people that don't have homes, let alone a hot tub right? or the ability to afford a cigar. Cigars. <laughs> I mean, I don't even want to smoke oh, a cigar, yeah, yeah, but I'm sure yeah. there's things I could use the money on if I had right. Arnold Schwarzenegger type money. Yes. Right? So how dare me? Uh, I think that's one of the things that where we, when we talk about privilege, mm-hmm. right? Uh, my privilege is not realizing the opportunities that I have and taking them for granted. Mm, it's so right? good, right. Like when I get pulled over by the police, my first thought isn't, oh my gosh, if I do the wrong thing, they're going to shoot and kill me. Yeah. Nope, I'm not. 
I mean, I've thought that in the past. I've no. thought that back when I was doing clubs. <laughs> right. And I was long hair. Yeah, and, yeah exactly. Know. My tags are two years expired. Like, I talk about that to people. Um, I've lived in some big cities like Chicago and uh-huh. other places. And I, I remember when I started running drugs, mm. I realized that my friends were getting pulled over for certain things. So I made sure I never had any visible tattoos. Mm-hmm. All my tattoos were covered if I wore a short sleeve shirt. Uh-huh. And um, I... And I made sure that, uh, and, and I cut my hair uh-huh. because I knew that if my hair was super long, I was right. more at risk. I couldn't change the color of my skin, but that's right. a completely different conversation. <laughs> right, but it looks a privilege. Sure, yeah. My privilege is me thinking, well, it's not the color of your skin that matters. It's really easy to say that when the color of your skin doesn't matter, <laughs> right. when it doesn't play into the equation. Uh-huh. Same thing here. It's really easy for me while I have a bank account and I'm not worried about losing my house today mm-hmm. to look at other people and say, hey, don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. Just relax, man. It'll be okay. Yeah. It'll take care of itself. Because maybe that's my experience. Yeah. I also don't know what trauma they've been through, and this might be retriggering trauma. Right. You have no idea. Yeah. Um, what mental health diagnosis they have, and how deep into their anxiety or their depression right. that they might be. Mm-hmm. You know, so just because I take it for something for uh-huh. granted. Yes. Stop telling people to calm down. Yeah. In fact, read that last sentence. In fact, maybe stop telling people what to do. Period. Oh, no. The very bottom on three. What's that say? That says, it's a very one. Some people don't even have a home. By all means. No, 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 no. Right before uh, four. Right before four? Yep. That's the last sentence. Instead. Instead. Got it. Instead, lead by example and maybe shut up on occasion. Instead, Man, you were so calm mean. It. That's rude. <laughs> Levi's I can't you said that. Yeah, shut seriously, up shut up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> shut up. I think you, you know, stole my words um, right there. <laughs> is it kind? Is it necessary? Uh-huh. Right? Um, you know, I always think of uh, the four agreements. Uh-huh. Right? Uh, and one of those things is, uh, um, in fact, uh, I always think of the four agreements. What are those four agreements? Do you remember, Josh? Uh, they're be impeccable with your word. Don't take anything personally. Don't make assumptions. And don't forget, always do your best. Yeah. So I make assumptions about mm-hmm. other people. Mm-hmm. And I think that they have the exact same abilities and opportunities I do. I forget that other people may not be at the same place. So you know what? Just don't tell people what to do. Mm-hmm. Don't tell somebody to calm down. It's like when somebody goes through a loss and you're like, you right. know what? And you throw some platitude out there. Oh, my God. Platitude. All things work, work together for good. Okay. <laughs> You know, there were God now. Okay, but I really wanted them here with me. Yes, maybe just. just yeah. Just um, so number four, uh, there's a lot of experts out there. Oh and like God. I said, when we started, I said we are what? Ex- no, I think you said novice. Yeah, we're lay people. Yeah. No. Um, you know, I, I do not know all things. I am not a medical professional. Mm-hmm. I'm a mental health professional. Yeah. Um, thanks to my master's, but I'm not a medical professional. And uh, I'm not an epidemiologist. mm and even they, if you you look, you will say different epidemiologists are saying different like numbers of deaths and different spread because uh-huh. they have different models that they're working off of. Right. It's kind of like the weather forecast. Yes, he may have gone to college to be a meteorologist, but he has like four or five different models that he looks at and he has to guess yeah. which one of those models is going to be accurate this time. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think the same thing is happening. Mm-hmm. So I, I argue that... Uh, Nobody knows all the answers. Uh-uh. In fact, most of us know a lot less than we actually think we know. Uh-huh. Uh, because we may be Google experts, yes. but man, we may read the wrong article. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
because there's always bias. Yeah, exactly. And I wish to God there wasn't always bias. Right. But I was talking to my wife and I had uh, somebody had posted a thing and they're like, you know, I wish I had the money to start a completely non-biased uh, news show. Uh-huh. And the truth is, and I was like, wouldn't that be great? And she was like, actually, that's not possible. Mm-hmm. And I said, why? And she said, well, there's bias je- one way or another in uh-huh. just wanting to, to, do, do, that. to do a yeah. news story. So, so every story true. you bring to a producer or an editor, there's a reason that you want to do it. Mm-hmm. And even altruism and doing things for the right reason is still a bias because what may impact or help one group of people, mm-hmm. one community, uh, one species may hinder or hurt Another group of people, another community. That's good, man. You know, so uh, so it's really difficult yeah. to know what the best course of action is right now. And everybody's going to look back in hindsight and be right. Uh-huh. Yep, exactly. And you got to figure our brains are meant to fill in the blanks. And so we're going to connect the dots and come up with a story that makes the most sense to us. But it doesn't mean it's right. Because um, I, the people who are like, they shouldn't tell us what to do and this isn't that big of a deal. Um my guess right now is we're probably going to fall below that 200,000 mark that they were talking about. Right, right. And they're going to look and go, well, we really didn't lose a whole lot more people than the flu. See? So uh, they really shouldn't have told us to do these things. We don't do this for the flu every year. Mm -hmm. Whereas the other group is going to look and go, man, we kept it down. Say we have 60,000 people that die in the United States. Uh One group's going to be like, see? That many people die in the flu. The other Mm -hmm. side's going to be like, see? Our sheltering in place kept that number from hitting hundreds of thousands. Right. And because of confirmation bias, mm-hmm. we're only going to listen to the things that that kind of uh, agree with what we believe. Mm-hmm. So if somebody is like, see, see, the government shouldn't have done this. See, they were wrong. Right. I'm going to hear all that and take it as fact mm-hmm. if that's my belief. Uh-huh. And everybody on the other side, everything they hear is going to bounce off me. Right. Because everything that they say is contrary to my belief. Right. It's kind of like... Um if you ever shop for a new car, you know, and, and you buy a, a, a red Honda Accord and you never saw a red Honda Accord before you bought that and car, you see, all over. you see them all over the place. You know, you're going to see what it is that you focus on. Unless you get like a Lamborghini Diablo. <laughs> Which I have a friend that has one of those. Yes, but you're not going to see them ever. No, no. You're going to be like, yeah, I've never seen one of these and I still so hardly I've never see seen any one of these. these. Yes. Yeah. That's a different kind of focus. Yeah. Yeah. Or, it, whereas if I buy like a black Ford Focus, <laughs> that kind of focus, <laughs> I see then what yes. you did there. <laughs> so the truth is, um, people are scared really now, mm-hmm. um, and they're hearing a lot of things that exacerbate their fear. Whether it is the side everybody's going to die, or mm-hmm. the side this is all a big conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. Um, the truth is somewhere in the middle. Right. For those of you who feel this is a huge conspiracy theory, I've got. A parent who has a kid, a 22-year-old son in ICU right now, I want you to go talk to and let him know that he really doesn't need to worry about his son because this is just all a big made-up thing and it's really not that Mm, bad. Right. Uh Um, On the other hand, for all those people who believe it's the end of the world, Mm -hmm. once again, we've had many of these things happen. It's never killed us all off. No. Yeah. Um, But... By all means, I would probably be very careful and scared yeah, right now. Yeah, you know, I think yeah. everybody has mm-hmm. their right for feeling the way they want to feel. I feel like psychological first aid. Mm-hmm. You know, psychological first aid, uh, I've gone in and done it like in Joplin after the tornado. Right. It's basically just telling people their feelings are valid. Yeah, and that changes their whole paradigm. It's like a whole perspective shift for them. Oh my gosh, I'd be scared to death too. I can't imagine how how that impacted you last night. I can't imagine what that must have felt like whenever that ripped through your neighborhood. Yeah. Oh my gosh. 
have you ate today? Yeah. Do you have anything to drink? Where are you going to stay tonight? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's what psychological first aid is. It's basically yeah. coming in, letting people know it's okay to feel how they feel, and then making sure that they're their basic needs are met. And if they're not, then helping connect them to places that can help meet those basic needs. Yeah, 100%. And and maybe that's what we should be doing now Mm -hmm. instead of sitting there looking at people and telling people that they're wrong. Yeah. Because they're, what did they say? Uh, uh, Perspective is reality. Yeah, 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 your perspective is reality. If I feel it's this way, I feel it's this way Uh and there's nothing you're gonna say. Right. You know, it's why it's hard to have conversations about like religion and some of those things, politics, uh-huh. because a lot of times it's not logical. It, it's it's a, it's a feeling. It's yeah. a faith. It's right. a belief. Mm-hmm. And faith and belief comes from the heart. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to have a logical head conversation and yeah. change somebody's heart. Right. Their right. belief. Their faith. Right. right. Yeah, I agree. So don't be a jackal. <laughs> you know, I, I don't uh-huh. know what else to say. Yes. Yes. Um, but I know that that throwing hate and malice at people is not effective. Right. I know that's not going to help the situation at all. Um, because I think back to times I was homeless. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think back to when I was actively using. I think when I was in the middle of a major depressive episode, uh, something that everybody else would look at and go, that's the dumbest choice I've ever heard. Why would you do that? Mm-hmm. That irrational thought at the time seemed completely rational yeah, to me. It made all the sense in the world. You know. Yeah. So, yes, I do know. Some psychological first aid. I like that. You know, reach out to someone, man. You know, reach out, see how they're doing. Man, now you're getting into the five. You're getting into our closing. Oh, I'm jumping into. Oh my. No, that's perfect. (laughs) Segway right into it. Yeah. I don't know what riding around on a segway has to do with anything. I don't either, man. I don't know. Um, but yeah. So, go ahead. What were we saying? In five, in closing, maybe we should show a little more grace and compassion, Um, instead of apathy. I like that word, and anger. You know, try to do something for yourself and try to reach out and talk to someone else. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to tell you what to do, but if you can, I always think, uh, I watch, used to watch Parks and Rec a lot mm-hmm. and uh, they had this treat yourself day, you know, where <laughs> uh-huh. it was, you got to go out and just completely spoil yourself. You can't do that right now. Right. But you know what? If you have a bath, maybe take a bath and soak. Yeah. Get a book, uh-huh. go outside, sit on your porch, get some sun, some right. vitamin D, uh-huh. some endorphins, uh, maybe take a walk. Take the top off your jeans. Put some headphones in. Listen to some music. Yeah. You know, while you go out and get your exercise. Because uh, music and exercise are two more ways that we can release endorphins. Yeah. And, and like I said, that's if you can. I don't uh-huh. want to tell people what to do. But right. at the same time, maybe reach out to somebody. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Uh, I'm sure you're seeing people maybe on social media that are down. Yeah. Uh, don't reply to them on Facebook. Give them a call. Yeah. And just say, hey, man, you know what? I just wanted to make sure you're okay and let you know I care about you. Yep, I agree. Right? Um, maybe that person that was uh, hugely impactful to you in your mm-hmm. life, uh, maybe you've never told them, maybe you haven't told them in a while, but call them up and just say, hey, you know what? You've helped make me the person I am mm-hmm. today, and I wanted to say thank you. Yes. I mean, that's huge, huge, huge. And this time, maybe leverage your influence a little bit to... To love on someone else from afar, but love on someone else. Yeah, we can do it by phone, and I will tell you, giving somebody a phone call and speaking to them probably means a lot more mm-hmm. than sending somebody a direct message or typing on their Facebook page. Yep, I agree. So, any closing thoughts? I think that was it. Just, you know, reach out to somebody, love on someone. You'd be surprised how much it returns to you. Yeah, I always say, if you're doing something today to make yourself better and to help the people around you become better, you're doing something right. If you're not living your life that way, you're doing something wrong. So good. You know, 
So I would encourage you, if you can, do something for yourself today and definitely do something for somebody else. Amen. So I think that's what I got today. You got anything to add? That's it. All righty then. I I won't tell you that we were singing a Kid Rock song before this podcast started. Yes. Uh, I I hadn't heard Josh sing. God with it. I think that was the first time. (laughs) We're singing Only God Knows Why. Oh, Uh, man. And I think it's kind of fitting to what we're going through right now, too. It is. You know, Uh because I don't think anybody else really sees the rhyme or reason. So. Yep. So, man, y'all have a blessed week. Uh, Do whatever you can to take care of yourself, to make sure you're safe. Uh, We have a podcast that we did uh, two weeks ago, I Uh think. Yeah. That was about uh, self-care. Self-care. And that is taking care of yourself emotionally. Yeah. Spiritually, physically, and... Socially? Uh, socially. Maybe. Uh, yeah, somewhere in that area. Yeah, I think socially, but yeah. Um, so there's all kinds of things you can do to make sure you're okay. Uh, I love you. I love you. <laughs> and we're here for you if you need anything. So by all means, reach out to us through yes. uh, DM us on Better Life and Recovery, Springfield Recovery Community Center. Facebook. Um, Facebook. Uh, you can probably get old Josh even through like the Well Church. Well. Yep, absolutely. 100%. So if you're, if you're struggling, if you need anything, let us know. Yep, absolutely. Later. Peace. In closing, I just want to thank you for listening to the podcast. Please join us every week for new episodes. If you want to connect with us further, if you have any questions, topics you'd like to hear in the future, or maybe you would like to be on the podcast sometime, you can connect with us at betterlifeandrecovery.com. Uh, there's a Better Life and Recovery page on Facebook, or you can, uh, we're on Twitter, uh, B-L-I-R underscore N-P-O. Also, this podcast is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You can find out more about the network at studiodna.media. Thanks a lot. Y'all have a great week. Do you feel like you're the only young person who cares about your Catholic faith? Do you look around at mass and only see silver foxes? We're Jake and Kathy, a young adult married couple, and we're here to tell you, you're not alone. That's why it's time to get Truth Pops. You're going to get a podcast designed specifically for you, a young adult Catholic in a pop culture world. The countdown is on for Truth Pop. We'll connect Christ into culture.